Welcome to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hello, I'm your host, Patrick. That's what my mom and dad call me, but oh, you know me as Tuttle. We got a lot of great stuff on today's show that we'll get to later on, but first, let me get all the plugs out of the way, and I promise you, really, really soon, I'm going to be able to shorten this whole process up so I'm not having to give you every single goddamn piece of social media that I'm on. I am working on a site, one website that's going to be a jump-off page to all of my social media, multimedia pages, audio pages, everything is going to be one-stop shopping at this one website. And that will be Tuttle, Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E dot net. And I could not get Tuttle.com. And, and I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm this big celebrity guy and that's why it costs so much. But honestly, why would the Tuttle.com name be worth over $10,000. There's two ways I look at it. One, I'm kind of flattered that Tuttle.com would be that expensive. And number two, I'm really goddamn annoyed that it costs that much. They should automatically give me that name. So yes, I'm just joking. Of course, they're not going to give me that for real. But I've worked so hard building this name. And the only reason that it's worth over $10,000 is because of all my hard work and they're benefiting off of it. I guess the only option in my case is just to make Tuttle.net cool. I want Tuttle.net to be synonymous with my name, my brand, my podcast, videos, all that good stuff. It's going to be a part of the Tuttle Empire. You got to excuse me if it sounds like I have a little bit of a big head, but I logged on to my emails and I use the hosting service Podomatic. It just seemed like the great website to use to host my podcast. I've already submitted it to iTunes to get it up there because iTunes, let's let's not beat the bushes on anything. iTunes is the end all, the be all when it comes to podcasts and you got to get it up on iTunes. So my podcast will be available soon on iTunes.com. Just be very, very patient. But back to what I was saying, I logged on to the Podomatic website and you would not believe the numbers that I've made on just my second day. Like I was saying, I logged on to my email and I got this report from the hosting server that I use, which is Podomatic. And I got my numbers for the last 24 hours. Podomatic, they want you to pay for you to be able to get a history, your all-time history of how well you've done so far since you've had your podcast on their hosting site. So from the first day to the second day, yesterday I was, wait, hold on. Yesterday I was number 2,522 in the overall rankings when it comes to podcasts. I had jumped up to 1,173. So that's a pretty decent jump. I'm still not way up there, but where it's really, really impressive, I was 150 when it came to comedy podcasts. And then the next day on my second day, I jumped up to number 41 when it comes to, when it comes to the comedy section of the Podomatic website. But I've been absolutely blown away by everybody's support across all my social media platforms. It's, it's crazy because I've been trying to get involved in as much social media as I can. You know, 
lot of the older people around in the park with my parents and and their friends are always like, why is he on the phone all the time? Why is he on social media? It's such a waste of time. And you know what? Yes, to most people, social media is a waste of time. Particularly, I would not be on social media at all if it wasn't for the career path that I've chosen for my life. It's it's a necessary evil social media for being a radio broadcaster because program directors, everybody is looking at that now when they're when they're hiring for new positions or deciding if they want to take a syndicated show on their station. All that adds up and people look at your social media engagement, your interaction, how many people you have following you. It counts now. And yes, I hate being that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. Back in the day, you never knew what your favorite DJ or radio personality looked like. Uh, If you listened to a guy that was a political talk show host, you had no clue what he looked like. You had no clue what your favorite DJ looked like. I worked with Ron and Fez, and that was one of the first radio shows that I ever worked with. And they told me that they had a chick that did nights at their radio station and had the sexiest, sexiest voice. But nobody knew what she looked like. And I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude here, but from what I was told, she was a pig. She was an absolute pig, but she had the voice. And perception is reality. Why would you send a DJ that had this amazing voice that everybody loved and thought was sexy and we didn't have the internet back in the day. We didn't have ways of looking up what your favorite DJ or talk show host looked like. But I've also heard the horror stories, the tales, and I don't know if any of them are true, but I do know one of them is true. But I've heard a lot of the nighttime, overnight DJs, jocks, music jocks have gotten caught up and gotten in big trouble flirting with women that they've met when they've called in on the request line. I've known some DJs that have maybe opened up the stairwell and allowed women, random women to come up. And and trust me, a lot of these DJs are not smart enough or have enough time to check IDs. Which brings me to my next topic. If a lot of you guys have not heard of this, one of the things that I've learned about real radio listeners and people that have listened to the Monsters of the Midday, Russ and Bo, or Monsters in the morning, they keep up with the history. And this is kind of related to what I was talking about, about not checking IDs. There was a producer for the Monsters at one time that got caught with an underage girl. Yes, statutory rape. And that producer's name was Defoe. And you're probably wondering, how do you remember what that guy's name was? The only reason that I remember the guy's name was because I was working with Ron and Fez at the time. I was not with the Monsters or Russ and Bo or Monsters in the Morning. Whatever part of this show it was at the time, I was not with the show. I had never met any of those people. Ron and Fez thought it would be funny to name the new intern that they hired after I come on board. They named named him Defoe. Yes, they named him after a guy that had sex with an underage girl and was guilty of statutory rape. So that name is always going to stick in my mind. I never had the chance to meet Defoe. Everything that I've heard about Defoe uh, from Russ, Russ Rollins, said that Defoe was absolutely one of the funniest guys that he's ever had on his show. 
So, yeah, now the story I'm about to read, and a lot of people here in Central Florida might remember this guy, but Jim Abbott. Jim Abbott was known at the Orlando Sentinel as the guy that wrote all the gossip and news and who got fired and what's happening in radio. Jim Abbott was the guy. Everybody in radio knew who Jim Abbott was. And, you know, I was just an intern starting in Orlando. But like I said, everybody, Jim Abbott was the big swinging dick in Orlando when it came to Orlando gossip. And this was a story that I wrote. Last year, it was E.T. And E.T. was actually an African-American gentleman that they had on the show. They called him E.T., brother man from another land. Uh, he was in hot water with management at Real Radio 104.1 WTKS and law enforcement for his big lie about how racist cops detained him along a Central Florida highway. Yeah, that was something that ended up coming up. He ended up being late for something, something I think. And he said the reason that he was late was because of a bunch of racist local cops. Come to find out, he lied a lot when it came to the incident that happened when he was pulled over. And it came back to bite him in the ass. And he ended up getting fired for that. Now, there's even a bigger trouble for Russ and Bo. Producer Defoe, who started at the station more than a year ago as Russ and Bo's intern. A week ago, Defoe, whose real name is Thomas Sean Carley, was arrested and charged with and lascivious assault on a 13-year-old girl that he met through the job at the station. He has been released on a $10,000 bond. Now, you're probably wondering why this was such a big deal in Central Florida, particularly Orlando. Well, the reason why it was a big deal, the charges put Russ Rollins and Bo Rhodes in an awkward position, to say the least. Two years ago, the radio personalities collected 25,000 signatures favoring chemical castration for repeat sex offenders. So, yes, this was a big, big thing that Russ and Bo, the monsters in the midday, were getting behind were do- was to do this chemical castration law, you know, so they were able to cut the nuts off of repeat sex offenders. They had been pushing this for a really, really long time. And for one of their own show members, especially their producer to, you know, pop up and be uh, caught doing this was a bad light on the show. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, Russ had no clue about any of this. I, I've talked to him about this before. Like I said, I was not on the show at the time, but Russ has said he had no clue about this at all, was completely shocked. And Russ did get ahead of this big controversy and was able to make sure he separated himself for the actions of Defoe and the radio show. Because, yes, Russ is a good guy. He is 100% of doing anything that it takes to get sex offenders off the street and make sure that they have harsher fines. But when you look at it, Russ handled this as well as a radio host could have handled this. You know, Russ had maybe not dealt with a lot of controversy or any problems involving his radio show. And I think he handled this as gracefully as anybody could have. The show went on to grow more and more. This is at the time when the show really, really caught fire and everybody started noticing it. And when it comes down to it, they ended up being the 
anchor morning show of the whole radio station, Real Radio 104.1. Since I've been off the radio in September when I got let go for becoming a liability when I ended up in the mental institution, a lot of people have been emailing me and asking me, hey, why aren't you going after Bubba? You know, you used to talk a whole bunch of trash about Bubba. Why aren't you trashing Bubba after the way he treated you? I can only reply to you for one reason and one reason only. I have a history throughout my radio career of absolutely burning every little bit of a bridge that I could possibly have and come back to my previous employer. And it's hurt me in the long run. Fortunately, I had the chance of being on the Russ and Bo podcast recently, and I was able to sit down and talk to Russ and explain to him why I was a complete Dick. Yes, I was pissed the way that I was like, go. I was mad at Russ. And I just wanted to see him pay because I had been on Russ's show two previous times and I was let go. Um, the first time I was around, I worked for 10 years. And then the second time I ended up working on the show, I only lasted nine months. So, but what I'm saying is that I was hurt. I was pissed that I had put in so much of my hard earned time to make the show better for Russ just to be thrown away like a piece of trash. And that's not the way that I should have looked at it. I should have looked at it that, hey, I was happy with the time that I had to work for you and just moved on. Because what I did by talking trash, I've done it to a lot of radio shows, is that I've ruined any chance I ever could have of coming back and eventually working for Real Radio 104.1 or for any of the other radio stations that I left Scorch Earth. And before I go any further, I got to apologize for the sound of my voice. I have been running wild for the past three or four days, and this is something new with this audio podcast that I'm working on, and I do apologize. But seriously, my voice is absolutely about to crap the bed because I've been talking all day long. I had two business meetings early this morning with two people that want to buy time on the show. Not only buy time on the show, they want to be partners. They want to help my podcast venture as well as the videos and everything that I'm working on. They want to support it 100%. We actually have a very, very special guest. I've been on her show a lot. She, I don't know, have, Elizabeth, have you ever been on my show before? I can't remember. I don't think so. No, you have not. But if you do not know Elizabeth, she is a Central Florida radio legend, in my opinion. And I say that, and I'm not trying to sound. very nice. I'm not trying to sound sexist or anything like that. But Central Florida does not have a lot of strong, leading female voices on radio. And Elizabeth is one of those people. Elizabeth, give us a little bit of background about your resume and what you've done in radio so far, because I just want to give everybody a little bit of a background before we talk about what you want to have to say. So let people know. Well, I don't want to bore anybody, but basically I've been nationally syndicated a couple of times, probably on over 100 radio stations, maybe 110, 120, something like that. That's a lot. That's and, a lot. Yeah. Um, probably the most recent one was Genesis Communications, and I 
I left there myself because there was some funky stuff going on. Um, I could see it coming down the the pipeline with uh, people going after Alex Jones. And I thought it might affect my brand. So I decided to step away at that time. And I've done some, you know, single radio gigs and uh, probably one or two where I was on more than one station in a a small group, stuff like that. But um, during the time that I was syndicated nationally on the two big syndication deals that I had, I was able to win two broadcast awards, which I'm very proud of. Hell yeah. And that's pretty much it. I mean, you don't need to. So now, now if people want to find you right now, how can they find you? Like, I know you're doing a little bit of stuff. You've been doing some, a a lot of one-off specials. How can people find you right now if they want to listen to your stuff? Well, mainly right now, the Doherty Report site is not up because it's being redone. Yeah. Um, ElizabethDoherty.com is pointed to Food Nation Radio, which was some mm-hmm. really edgy interviews about what's in the food supply, GMOs, all this stuff. We predicted the whole lawsuit thing with Monsanto years ago, and we've had congressmen and all sorts of people on that program, chefs, really famous people. We had Anthony Bourdain before he died, Charlie Trotter before he died. We've had wow. Jacques Pepin. We've had well, some really notable people. Well, what I'm going to do for the people that are listening to this podcast, I will put all of, all of Elizabeth's uh, links in the description of this podcast. So people will be able to find it very, very easily. So now, Elizabeth, the reason why you connected with me was that I've already done two podcasts so far. I've been doing these audio podcasts, but you wanted to ask me, a couple of questions about stuff that you heard in episode two and I don't even know what you're going to ask so <laughs> please please allow me to give you the floor okay well basically what it sounds like to me is you decide to get on tinder meet some of the women's yeah and go out and have some fun and maybe stumble upon that really special relationship right yeah i mean that's the way that i'm looking at it so the way that i look at it is that you know going with online dating it's a new age new world that you know i think women in my opinion have a little bit of a harder time when it comes to online dating than men because women have to look out for the weirdos the creeps The people that are violent, rapists, murderers, you know, so they have to be a little bit more careful. So I'm a little bit overboard when it comes to being nice to these women, making them feel comfortable. But what I have on my side, Elizabeth, is that my whole life is pretty much documented online, on YouTube, on social media. So that's kind of helped me out a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. I mean, there's, now, it makes it kind of easier to tell your story, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Elizabeth. Now, you listen to the podcast that I had done. Let me get your honest opinion. Uh-huh. I had discussed in this that after about the third or fourth phone call, you know, talking to them over the phone, 
I basically tell them about my recent stay in the mental institution because, you know, I would rather tell them right now and get their real reaction of, yes, that freaks them out okay. or no, it does not freak them out. Am I am I taking it the wrong way by well, first telling of them all, now and getting them it out of the way? Why are you calling it a mental institution? Well, I was in the hospital. I mean, I'm I'm just throwing you, it out there. Can you just say I was getting in some the hospital? emotional help dealing with some things going on in my life? Can you say something like that rather than I, mean, I was in a mental hospital? You know, that that gives you a picture of a psychotic it's crazy a bad killer. Stigma. It's a bad stigma is what you're it, trying to it's say. It's the worst stigma. But but though but I if, I told if you them, called me up and said, Hey, I've been in a mental hospital, you want to go on a date? I'd be like, What? Okay, but I but I tell them though it was not because I was a schizophrenic. I've never heard voices yeah, but in my life. Anything past that, anything past mental institution. Just, I know, but like, I mean, <laughs> when they when they look it up online, it's going to say mental institution. You see what I I'm thought saying? it was going to say funny farm. <laughs> I mean, it will say. Well, I mean, you have a whole bunch of clips from different discussions I'm just about trying this. To, I'm just trying to get it out of the way, you know, that, well, that's all I'm trying to do. You could mitigate it a little bit. That's all I'm, I'm suggesting. No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm, I completely agree with you. There's plenty of different directions that I probably could have taken it. All right. So back, getting back online here is that you wanted to, you had, had briefly texted me. What was your main concern out of the previous podcast of what I had done on well, my dating history? It wasn't a concern, really. It was it was one of those deals where, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading and working and stuff, and I was uh-huh. up. I happened to be up overnight, and I uh-huh. listened to the podcast because, you know, it shows up in my email. I'm like, okay, well, I'll listen to Tuttle's podcast. And well, thank you for, for supporting me and listening to it because – No, it was really be, great. I mean, I want to be honest is that I like it when people – that work in the business are actually listening to my stuff. Does that make sense? People that are going to be a little bit more harsher when it comes to critiquing it. Can I point out that you don't listen to any of my stuff? No, I'm or whatever. <laughs> I, I listen. <laughs> I listen to a lot of your stuff. And really? before we go, I want to get a little bit of history <laughs> of what happened between you and the previous hosts that I worked for. I don't want to oh. cause any problems, but I want to find out yeah. what had happened between you and Bubba the Love Sponge. But back Good to Lord. my date, back to my date, you said something about a fake plant. What did you mean about a fake you, plant? Let me see if I understand this. I'm listening to the podcast. I start laughing out loud because yeah. you said you talked to a friend of yours. I'm guessing it's, Somebody who still works over yes. at the place yeah, yeah, you yeah, worked yeah. at. I'm, but I'm not going to blow up his spot. Right, right, right. So yeah. you talk to him. He seems like yeah. a nice guy. He said. Oh, he's the nicest. Well, if you're going to go. Is this the woman you were stalking at work? No, this is the woman that I went and picked <laughs> up. I was not stalking her, Elizabeth. 
so you're kind of putting me in a bad light here. It was not stalking. I was trying to be nice. And Elizabeth, she told me where she worked at. So it's not stalking. I'm glad you're cracking up. I'm glad you're cracking up right now. I'm just saying that, okay, how many dates had you been on before? We had been on three dates. One night, we met each other. We had dinner and some drinks. Yes, I did not drink because I'm I don't drink anymore. I had a yeah, soda. I don't either. Then, then, then we we ended up going to a movie, and then I took her uh, out to no. We we watched the Super Bowl the third day. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I bought her a fake plant. Is what you're trying to say? Well, yeah. You you didn't. Buy her a rose or something like your friend suggested. Okay, you but went I into tried, what, a 7-Eleven? I, I, I went and I tried a bunch of places. All these places were not open. And the stores? only place that I could find that was open at the time was a 7-Eleven. They did not have any flowers. So I bought her a fake plant. Well, so this was a plastic plant you bought her. But it was a good-looking plastic plant. <laughs> yeah. There are certain things that just stick in a woman's mind. You hand her to her. Not only did you hand her this plastic plant, my understanding is you gave her the plant. She said she loved the plant. And yep. next time you were at her house, she had the plant displayed yep. prominently yes. in her living room. So why would she display the plant if she had a problem with the fake plant? You don't think she hides that plant when you're not there? Oh, no, I'm sure. Listen, <laughs> I'm the type of guy that looks at every scenario, and I'm sure she she pits it underneath the sink in a, in a cupboard. <laughs> but she pulled it out just because of me. But it shows that she cares of what I think to actually have it that's out. And that's true. all that matters. That's true. It takes some effort to go get it out of the cabinet and put it back in the living room. So that's that's good. Yeah. So but listen, I I, I don't want you to think I'm mad at you for giving me this opinion, because I <laughs> like seriously, if we're going to do this from now on, I would like you to start <laughs> listening. As see, now you're cracking up. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, I'm still thinking I, about this stalking. Yeah, it's not stalking. She told me where she worked, so it's not stalking. So what I'm saying is, I would like you to listen to the show when you can, because I know okay. you're a very busy person. But I would like for you to observe and watch and ask questions, the type of questions that are going to call me out and and put me on the hot seat. I don't want you to take it easy on me i want you to you know bust my well, balls i want you to look at the things the hard questions that you here's have the thing. I, you know just i understand what you're saying and and i hope that that's okay because i'm thinking in my mind if i were this woman working at what does she work at a hospital or something i'm not gonna say not gonna okay say. okay I'm, well I'm she worked at some respectable anonymous. place yeah. uh-huh and you showed up to be helpful because her yeah. car had broken down. Was that right? Yeah. yeah, it was broke down. I gave her a ride home. So you drove 20 minutes to go yep. surprise her. Yep. 
at her work. Yeah. And you texted her before you went in, right? No, I did not. No, <gasps> I walked. I walked in like she did not know. Like I surprised her out of the blue. I did not. I did not tell her anything. What if she was not alone? That's that. Now I'm glad you bring that up, Elizabeth. Yes, that crossed my mind. That what if her car was broke down and she was talking to another guy and she asked that other guy to pick her up it could have ended really really badly for me she could have been second face there with another guy and you showed up and she's like oh my gosh what do i do now yeah it was it was a big risk it was a big risk but it paid off for me but weren't you kind of checking up on her no i was not checking up on her like, okay. I was seriously coming to pick her up and and take her home. And I took her home. We had, I did not stick around because she had been working a double and I did not want to bother her. So I, I took her home. We sat in the car for about five minutes talking. I gave her a goodnight kiss. Goodbye. She got out of the car and I made sure she got inside and closed the door and locked it to make sure she was safe. And That's then I left. Nice. And then I left. And and that was it. That's almost chivalrous. So, but but though, can can I can I ask you a question, Elizabeth? Sure. Is that me being chivalrous, like you say, gets misconstrued when I'm talking to these new women as me trying to be overkind just to try to get into their pants. Does that does that make sense? Because I'm very I'm very sympathetic to anything because a lot of these women that I'm meeting are single mothers. Well, except for the breast comment. Oh, about hugging her. Yeah, yeah. I went a little bit too far on that. But But she might have liked that. I don't know. I, you know, when you walked her up to the door, did you like look around behind her to see if there was somebody else there? No, you know? no, she did not. No. Okay. Because nope. it, it kind of sounds like you were checking out the landscape. No, I was not checking out the landscape. Making sure she's trying. actually single, you know. I no, no, no. I know she's single. I did it because I wanted to make sure that she got home, and she was going to have to take the bus. Or Uber. And I already looked it up. It, if she took Uber that night, it would have been $42. So I was doing it to be nice and pick her up. And I didn't want her to have to ride the, ride the bus because you know how bad public transportation is. True. So it's not I was that trying, great. I was just trying to be nice. That's all. That's all I was so trying to be. Did, has she been in your car before? Yeah. Yeah, she'd been in my car before. Okay. Well, I'm I, sure it was clean and everything. Yes, yeah, yeah. I made sure my car was clean and nice, and I made sure that it looked as well as it could when I picked her up. But she had been in my car before because, you know, like I said, I had taken her to the movies. We went out to eat another night. So, yes, it worked out perfectly. I think you might have the makings of a relationship here. I, I mean, that's want. nice. I don't know. I mean, listen, I I would like a relationship. I'm a, I'm a relationship type of guy. 
Um, but what I'm saying is I don't want to be like over, like, I don't want to be that guy quick to jumping in a relationship. Sure. That's, that's what I'm saying. I just What's don't want to your... be like overzealous and, you know, automatically think, Hey, we're boyfriend, girlfriend, because that's not the way a lot of, I mean, here, let me ask you without, you know, prying too much. When was the last time you have been on the dating scene. I'm sure it's been a while. I thought you were going to ask me something else. <laughs> no, but I mean, when was the last time that you've been on the dating scene? I'm sure it's been a while. I don't know. Right before I called you, I just got called a cougar. <laughs> well, but I mean, listen, I'll admit to you right now. If, if, if you were single and I was like talking to you, like you would be prime grade A cougar, like material because like you're successful you're attractive you got a great voice i mean overall i mean you are considered a cougar because any man my age or younger would absolutely give their left nut for a chance with you hey i'm no nancy alexander no. i mean no. everybody's got it for nancy alexander right now i so. understand that but like people over here you do have those people. So what I'm saying is that you are definitely a hot commodity when it comes to cougarness. Well, that is today's show. I really, really appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm sorry about the sound of my voice, but I've been absolutely swamped today, guys. And that's a good thing because that means that people are interested in what I'm working on right now with the audio podcast, stuff that I'm doing on YouTube. It's all coming together. I have some sponsors that I will be able to tell you about really, really soon. I don't want to jinx them, but it's going to be huge. I will say this. This potential sponsor may allow me to finally produce the one and only shirt that so many of the people in the Bubba Army have been clamoring for, and that is the Bubba Wreck shirt. And you're probably saying, oh, how are you going to get away with that? You can't use Bubba's image, but I can use caricatures. And the artwork that I've been working on so far is fantastic. And you guys will want this Bubba Rex t-shirt. But I just want to thank everybody. Before I lose my voice completely, these are the sites you need to go to. Go to Tuttle.net. That's going to be a jumping off page to all of my social media. Go to TuttleTV.com. That's going to take you to any of my video content, and I will also be hosting and posting my podcast. But if you go to Podomatic and look into the description on this show, there'll be a link directly to the Podomatic website, so you'll be able to check out the audio version if you don't feel like watching on YouTube. If you, on any social media, if you search Tuttle, Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E. You can find me Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Search Tuttle. Uh, TikTok is Tuttle on the radio. Reddit is Tuttle on the radio. 
Everything is just Tuttle. Search it. You can email me at Tuttle, Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. I'm sorry about my voice. I hope you have a wonderful night. I want to thank every one of you guys for supporting everything when it comes to my new endeavor. I love you. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow.